You can't click or turn away from a mobile billboard advertisement. You can mute commercials on TV, turn a page in a magazine or a newspaper, and click away from ads online. Mobile billboard advertisements are practically unavoidable. Consumers won't be able to easily navigate themselves away from a mobile billboard ad like they can for a static billboard or a printed advertisement. We have billboards for any size business. Just give us a call, 312-237-7851. Ask for Jay. Hey, to all the artists out there, if you want your music in rotation, all you got to do is go to illinois.co. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-C-E dot C-O. You go to the website, bam. And then you go to contact, bam. And then you go to radio submissions, bam. And you fill out the form, and that's thing you know, you in rotation. All right, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Jay. I have another special guest in the building. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your favorite chocolate daddy, Mary J. Y'all already know, man. I'm in here with Everyday JJ two times. You dig? <laughs> How you feeling today? I feel well. It's hot as hell outside today. Man. It's hot. Man. All right, Mary J, let's start from the beginning. Where you from? I'm from Chicago. Like, where you grew up at in Chicago? Over east. Um, between state, we did a lot of moving around between state to Stone. So, what what area would you say is like you learned the most, or or you was the most? I would say able to understand what was going on around you. Um, I went to school in Pocket Town, so I guess you could kind of say that area over there, um, like by the Gary Coleman Center. Um, kind of grew up a little bit over there just watching my peers and uh, people around me go through different things as far as like life and street shit. Um, I guess I kind of learned street smartness from there. <laughs> you could say that. What high school you went to? Perspectives. Okay, Perspectives. What was it like going to Perspectives? It was different, especially my freshman year. I, it was different freshman year. Uh, first of all, I was the second graduating class, so it was only when I came in as a freshman, there was only one class ahead of us. So it was only freshmen and sophomores in the building. It was super small. So what is like 50 of y'all in there? Yeah, no, literally. I think only like 46 of us graduated Damn. out of a class of like 55. Damn. So... Yeah, it was different though. Um, I hadn't, I didn't know anything about the low end prior to going to that school. Um, like I said, I always, I spent most of my time over east as a child. So going to school on the low end was just different. Like people would ask me, like, what buildings you stayed in? I'm thinking they talking about some buildings over east. You, you know? don't know what the fuck they talking about. I'm like about. ickies. I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm not from down here. This they thought you town. was from the project. I don't know nothing about the low end. So, but yeah, it was it was interesting. It definitely got to be weird with only like fifty some students in a school. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, no, definitely. Like that school was so small. Like. I don't even know where my parents found that school at to me. <laughs> was it was do you think it it was it was worth it going there? Cause you know, we don't really have a choice what high school we go to as well right. our parents want to go to. But do you think like that school prepared you for your next step? In certain ways, yes. Um 
But I will say, you know, I, I was always like a smarty pants. <laughs> so even in high school, like I kind of, I kind of not went against the grain, but I was too smart for the BS that was going on. And as a student, you know, like teachers want to be like, oh, you know, you just, you just a child, you know what you're talking about. But at that moment, I didn't think they were doing anything that was going to help me in life. Especially like we used to have these principles they used to make us do called um, ADL. It literally stands for a disciplined life. And we literally had a class. It was like a BS class to me. I'm like, why are we learning this stuff? Mm. And they would have like 32 principles on like how to communicate effect effectively, how to show support, show compassion. All these different principles that later in life I realized like, damn, <laughs> they was important. trying to teach us like, not just academics, but how to survive in the world, essentially. So, yeah. When you was in high school, what was, what, like, what was a dream that you had? I knew I wanted to be a superstar. Okay. Um, and I always knew I wanted to do radio. So when I was in high school, especially graduating, I'm like, I'm about to move to Atlanta and get on radio. Somebody, somebody. I used to be watching Love and Hip Hop, so this probably sounds terrible to say that, but no. For real, like my dream always, just always been to be big. What do you think that came from? Like what, other than love and hip hop, like what made you like had those big aspirations, I would say for like entertainment? I would say Oprah Winfrey was one of my first inspirations like, growing up watching her. Cause that, she was still in my era, you know what I'm saying? So watching the Oprah Winfrey show with my granny or my parents, I just used to watch her like, wow, like that's dope. Like she on TV, she get to interview people. And I always been a social person. So I'm like, damn, I want to do that. Like I can do that. I love music. Um, and also Wendy Williams. Shout out to Wendy Williams too. I seen her show is closing. Or oh, they taking her show off air. You know, that's very unfortunate. But um, I looked up to people like her, um, Lala. Just looking at these different women and I'm like, this is dope. Like, I want to do this. I want to be in position to conduct interviews and host different events and just meet people from all across the world. So after you graduate from Perspectives, like, wh where do you go to college? I went to SIUC in okay. Carbondale, unfortunately. Why you well, say unfortunately? unfortunately. That wasn't the school I wanted to go to, per se, um, but I went there on the full ride scholarship, so... All right, before we get into the full ride, what school did you want to go to? What school did you want to attend? I was so adamant about going to Clark Atlanta. Like, I had got a cheerleading scholarship, so that's, like, sports and cheerleading and track, that's stuff I always did, like, as far as extracurricular activities. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to go to Atlanta. You know, it's probably all part of the Atlanta dream. I'm going to go to Clark Atlanta, be a cheerleader, you know, and try to get on the radio some way, somehow. I always thought... Like, I don't believe you have to go to college to do this just because of the people that I've seen. Like, I don't know if Wendy Williams went to college or not, so let me not speak too soon. But a lot of people in the entertainment industry that I, that I, that I was seeing coming up wasn't people that I seen go to college. So I'm right. like, okay, I just need to put myself in position to meet some people so I could get on. And that was my dream. I wanted to go to college for all the wrong reasons. I'm like, Clark Atlanta, that's a good idea, you know go knock out my little four years. But if I get on before then, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> College Kuwait. 
All right, so you don't you don't go to Clark Atlanta, you end up at SIU. Mm-hmm. It's Carbondale, you feel me now? Mm-hmm. From everything that I heard, Carbondale was the school to go to. Everybody, like my cousin, all of them went to Carbondale, and they went to Carbondale because everybody they knew went to Carbondale. So why you say Carbondale wasn't it for you? Because I wasn't trying to go where everybody was going. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like, it's crazy because when I was in high school, um, shout out to Perspective too, because another thing they did, they made us apply to 20 colleges and 10 scholarships. Like, we have to do that to graduate. And during that process, I'm like, you know, everybody talking about Carbondale, Carbondale, Carbondale. A, I want to get out of Chicago, out of Illinois in general, because I always lived here. So I wanted to experience another state anyways. Yeah. Atlanta was already on my <laughs> on my radar. Like, I need to go to Atlanta. And so... I was just like, I was on the ones, like, that's the last school I'm going to be going to. Just for me to end up going there, that's crazy. <laughs> now, you, you say you got a full-ride scholarship. Was that also a cheerleading scholarship? Not for SIU. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get, I received a cheerleading scholarship of 1500 $1, per semester to cheer at Clark Atlanta. But the reason why I didn't go to Clark Atlanta is because the tuition fees for out of state was just ridiculous. And unfortunately, my parents didn't, didn't want to help me, you know, get Parent Plus loans and do all that. And so I was kind of on my own trying to do that process by myself as a senior. Um, and I just didn't have enough money. I received like 21000 in scholarships. Yeah. And I, I would have still owed them like $12,000 oh, yeah. that I was... I would have to come out of pocket with so you know my mama and them like i was just so hell bent on going to hbcu but it was a thing where like they was only giving out so much money especially coming out of state it was like so my mom was like no look that's how you just pay for your whole year and next year and as long as you keep your grace this they will keep paying so that's where you're going looking back on it do you do you feel like you should have just took that twelve thousand dollar hit or was was siu okay sometimes i do feel like you know i should have um but at the time i felt like i literally had i couldn't get along by myself at 18. you know i didn't have any support to help me get additional funding um to go so in my mind i'm like shit. i tried everything like and I didn't know I was going to SIU until I want to say like a couple a couple weeks before classes was about to start. Like Damn. that's how adamant I was. I'm like I'm going to Atlanta. I'm they finna give me some more money, and I scrambled up, you know, as much as I could. But it was still just like, you know. But hey, I ended up at SIU. I did some great things in Carbondale, so I guess it all, it all, it all worked out. All right, so now you get to SIU. Like, what are, what are some ways that you actually do pursue your career of being a radio host and, you know, getting into the entertainment industry? I get to SIU, and it's crazy, right, because I already knew what I want to major in. Like, a lot of people I came in with that was, like, undecided. I'm like, media, <laughs> radio, television, digital media, sign me up. And I was there. Um, I went through so much in college. I ended up getting kicked out, lost my scholarships. Yeah. And... I just had to take a take a minute and ask myself like what's my purpose like what am i what am i trying to do like i know i want to be on the radio i'm here taking radio classes but they're not teaching me how to be on radio like all my classes were geared towards writing for news just doing news things recording for news going out getting news stories being an anchor i was like two years in i'm like bro when am i gonna take a radio class is anybody gonna teach me how to be on the radio 
And so after I got kicked out of SIU, I ended up going to this community college that was down there because I didn't want to go back home. I did a year there and then I transferred back into SIU and I was talking to, um, what do they call them? They're like the dean of, of your department and you get like a counselor okay. that you're supposed to check in for each department. So I was talking to her, her name was Jean Kelly and I'm Jean. I'm only coming here, you know what I'm saying? I need to have classes that's gonna help me establish what I'm trying to do. I don't wanna take any more news classes cause I don't wanna do news. Right. I get that's a part of the program, but I want to be a radio person now. You know, this is very one-sided. So I kept complaining about that because I'm just like, why am I paying for classes that's not helping me be on the radio? Right. And I was working at this liquor store, and my coworker, um, shout out to Johnny, he's a musician, and he was like, you know, I was telling him like, I'm gonna go back to SIU, I'm, I'm gonna get my own little radio show, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. And he referred me to the local radio station down there in Carbondale. Uh, WDBX. He was like, yo, I used to do a show there. Um, you should go out there and talk to him. I think that'd be really cool. He like, you know, if SIU don't want to help you, like, it's radio stations that, that actually down here that will. And so I waited till I got back in SIU and that year came and <laughs> I went to go talk to Dave at WDBX. I had no experience whatsoever. Um, Dave trained me for a weekend and then the next week I was on air and it, I, I was controlling the board and and it was just, yeah, from there I just started teaching myself. That sounds like the easiest process of getting into radio ever. Just introduce yourself do, to somebody. It? Yeah, it and do. then he training you and then say, throw you to the sharks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So what was the hardest learning curve? Because like you say, you you had to eventually like learn everything else mm -hmm. on your own and go as you go as you learn. So what was the biggest learning curve from now when they threw you on air? For me, because I'm an overthinker, it was more so like I didn't know if I was doing it right. So I will always ask for feedback. You know, we'd be like, oh, that sounds good, that sounds good. But I didn't have anybody like in my field to actually guide me and be like, okay, do it like this, do it like that. So I was just freestyling a lot. <laughs> a lot hopping when I first hopped into it. Um, and then as I started meeting more new people, um, I started developing more mentors. But originally, yeah, the hardest part it was not knowing if I was doing if I was doing it right or if I was um, if I had everything down down packed. Alright, so boom, you in radio now. Is I uh, is uh, Carbondale rocking with you on the radio station? For sure. Um, I could go to Carbondale. I can go back to the shout out to WDBX. Shout out to WSIU. Um, they definitely gave me, and shout to WIDB, all three of those stations, all three of those platforms gave me an opportunity um, to showcase my talents and that opened doors for other students on campus to eventually uh, showcase their talents as well. So shout out to them. I know I can go there anytime and get on air. Damn, you was like a trailblazer, huh? Yeah, no, really, because a couple things, like first of all, we didn't have hip hop stations in Carbondale. You know, everybody go there and that's the misconception about Carbondale. It's a college town. And so outside of the, the university, it's, it's a hick town. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we didn't have hip hop and R&B stations on the radio. That's just, that wasn't nothing we had. So that was another problem for me because I like music. And so I'm like, something got to change. 
And I wasn't the first hip-hop station on WDBX, but I was the first show to make an impact in the community. Like, people knew about, if it, it was hip-hop shows there, but people knew the Chocolate Baddie show. Like, oh, like, it's a hip-hop show on this radio station. Um, and I think that's what, that's what opened the doors for more people to be like, oh, you know, I want to do radio too. Same thing with not having the radio classes. Um, me complaining, and, and I used to go have lunch with the Dean of Communications. And the people who actually pick the courses that go in the program, like I used to have meetings with these people because I'm paying thousands of dollars. At this point, I had got kicked out and re-back in, so now I'm paying out of pocket for this. And I'm like, at this point, you know what I'm saying, I'm not finna be paying out of pocket for y'all not teaching me nothing. And so eventually they ended up getting radio, introduction to radio production, intro, introduction to radio courses. They ended up getting all that like as I was graduating. So that was pretty cool. Damn, you could really look back and say you changed a university. Like that's crazy. Where did the the you where did you get your voice from to be able to like, man, nah, I need to I need to change something. I need to do something. I'm wasting my money and y'all not helping me. Where did that come from? experiences like man going through going through shit in college i'm just keep it real shit you go through a lot um when you go to college you know what i'm saying I, and, and i see why it's not for everybody you know people say college ain't for everybody because you are you on your own you know it's already like when you graduate high school and you turn 18 people are already looking to you as an adult and looking for you to make all these adult situations that they didn't prepare you for and so when I was down there in school, I ain't really had nobody <laughs> for real. And so I just got tired of a bunch of shit. And I'm just like, I ain't going. I'm not going. I'm not finna be paying. And, and once I seen the opportunity was there, um, shout out to my guidance counselor again, because, you know, complaining to her, she started telling me resources. Well, you know, it's a thing where students can have a voice about the courses. Oh, well, why we don't know this? That's a problem. You're just telling me this is something that needs to be promoted. So I was that person. I just felt like if nobody's going to do it, you know, nothing's ever going to get done. And especially for, for other students that look like me, we kind of get counted last. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of black students that go to Carmendale, but it's still a PWI. And they still, we still a minority on campus. Yeah. So that's just the reality of it. So I'm like, if ain't nobody going, you know what I'm saying, step up and say, hey, you know, we need this. Y'all need to be teaching us how to do these things. We're going to degree in it. So, you know, I got to do it. You graduate from SIU. What's next? Oh, I graduated from SIU. Man, I went through, I went through uh, what they call it. PTSD after graduation, post-traumatic graduation stress. <laughs> I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> I can't think of the word or what they call it, but um, yeah, I, I went through that because when I was in, when I was at school, when I started out doing radio in 2017. I was able to broadcast my show on five different platforms. Okay. So when I graduated, came back to Chicago. It was very hard to get back on the radio, no, like that quick, within yeah. <laughs> within a year. Yeah. And that was kind of the beginning of, of podcasting being a little oversaturated. Um, it's like I came back on, everybody was podcasting. Um, and then it was this thing where 
oh, okay, you come pay us for studio time. You for, yeah, for air time. And that was the craziest idea to me. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I just got a whole degree in this shit. I ain't finna pay y'all shit. So I went through that for about a year. Um, I worked at a high school. When I came back, that was a new adventure for me. Um, so I was focused on that and still trying to get back on the radio. So what were you what were you teaching at the high school? What were you doing working at the high school? I was tutoring and mentoring uh, freshmen, freshman students, uh, tutoring them in honors algebra. What made you want to get into tutoring? I looked at it as, so that's the thing about graduation. You know, they don't really prep you for what's next. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the whole time, it was a lot going on senior year. Um, we were protesting on campus. Like, there was a lot of racist shit going on my senior year. Um, so it was hard for me to focus on what I was going to do when I got back home because it was so much we was dealing with still on campus. I still had to go to class, still have finals. Still doing my radio show and just balancing everything out. Um, once it started getting to the point where it's like, damn, we finna graduate in two months. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Everybody trying to figure out what the, what's next. Like, where we gonna get a job? How you gonna get a job in my field? Um, and you know, this media industry is very like a who you know situation. So it's not like you just go apply to a radio station and then I'll oh, get an interview. Like the opportunity got to be there. Everything got to be right. So with me knowing all that, I'm like, damn, I'm about to go back home. I got to make some money. And so uh, we had a, like a little job career fair they had at the school. And um, the program, I'm not going to mention a program, the actual organization that I work for because they don't even deserve my acknowledgement. Okay. But this organization uh, came to our school and was basically like recruiting people. Like, you know, oh, you guys, we place y'all in the school. You know, you have an impact on the community um, from these grades. And so they really sold me on the idea. And I, I thought like, okay, part of Chocolate Batty, uh, I always wanted to start my own mentoring program or my own uh, youth center. So I thought it would be a cool idea to go back into high schools to try to make a difference um, while I get my shit together yeah. in media. So that's what I did. Best decision I could have ever made soon. All right, why you say that? I love, I love, I love, love, love the youth. Um, I feel like they the future and I'm not too far from them. So it was easy for me to understand and relate to them. Um, it was easy for me to gain their trust and, and gain their respect from them because Ultimately, they just want somebody to listen to them. You know what I'm saying? And I built some some really like I didn't I didn't even imagine I was gonna have this big of an impact on these kids. Mm -hmm. Like I just thought the idea was cool, but I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And you know, a lot of people trying to scare me off. They're like, "You want to work?" Because I was so adamant. I'm like, I want high schoolers. Like I want this. Give me the teenagers. And a lot of people was like, you know, want to work with the. They felt like it was easier, but to me. I don't got patience for little kids. I'm like, no, give me, I'll take the teenagers because I, I feel like I could talk to them. Yeah. And um, I just felt like they change, they impact me uh, just as much as I impact them. They, they really change who I am as a person, how I view certain things and how I handle certain situations um, just out of consideration from them. So that's what I said. That was one of my favorite jobs. Man, you, you giving back to the youth, you helping them grow. What is those moments like when you actually get to see somebody you started off with and they graduate and walking across that stage? 
Man, it's like watching your kids graduate, man. That's <laughs> literally that's what I was telling you too. I um I came back here to go uh, to attend some of my students' graduation and prom, um, and just being in that moment, it's like, wow, I've been with y'all since freshman year. Y'all seniors now. It's been a crazy four years, especially uh, this generation with the pandemic and the, the last two years and, and having to be school. Um, online and all that was just very tough for a lot of my students and to watch them walk across the stage and, and come from up under all that and still make it was just like a very surreal moment for me. Like, I felt like I was just very emotional. I'm beyond proud of them. Could you ever see yourself becoming a teacher? I know you got bigger dreams than being a teacher, but could that ever be something that's like on your, your yes. checklist? I think that's, it's definitely on my bucket list. Um, I would love to teach media in schools one day. I know, because you, you said it was easy to gain their trust. A lot of teachers, like, they come into the game, they don't know shit about our kids, you know, about mm -hmm. our students, and they pull these, these white teachers from wherever they pull them from, and they not prepared to enter a black classroom, you feel mm -hmm. me? So when you said, like, you, it was easy for you to gain their trust, I feel like we need more teachers that understand that. Because to me, like, all my greatest teachers, I had some good white teachers, I had some good black teachers, but the teachers that understood who I was as a person didn't judge me, didn't try to change me, just accepted me for who I was and met me where I was, those was the teachers that made the lasting impact and can um, control the classroom. Yes. You feel mm -hmm. me? So shout out to the teachers. Shout out to all the good teachers Facts. out there. Um, definitely. And man, that that's crazy you said that. It's actually it was actually a blessing and a curse for me being there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because you had you had too much control, then other people started looking at you like, who she thinks she is? Facts. Like, Everybody they just in the school. You know what I'm saying? Like shit. and these are older people, you know, like I'm young. So, you know, some adults might wanna try to look at me like I'm a child, but I'm an adult. You're gonna speak to me as an adult, like I'm not one of these kids in here. But Having that, having that power is the, the the very reason it got me fired from that job. That's crazy. Yeah, because instead of instead of hating, they could just come pull you in. Like, man, what are you doing that we need to be doing? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, at what point do you get back into radio? At what point did I do back? I actually got back into radio while I was still working there. Um, I had an old college friend hit me up asked me to, uh, she wanted to start a new radio show. Um, and she wanted me to be a co-host on it. So I did that for a little while, while I was still working at the high school. Um, and then I eventually let that go. And I kind of just took some time to just refocus and rebrand and see like what it is I wanted to do with my radio show. Uh, so that's what I did, I took that break. And I came back last year on Illinois Radio. Oh, it's been up ever since. All right, before we get into Illinois radio, <laughs> you always had dreams of making it back to Atlanta. At what point do you make it to Atlanta finally? I made it back to Atlanta during the pandemic. Um, so I lost my job at the high school. Uh, I didn't get to complete the full year with them. I made it halfway through. It's crazy. I got fired right after spring break. You know, it was like the end of the year. Uh, so that kind of crushed a lot of my students. They kind of fell off. Um, and I was depressed about it. I, I, I can honestly say I went through depression from being fired from that job because I knew 
what I was doing was the right thing. And it's like the, the organization I was working for was trying everything in their power to, to immobilize me. So I wouldn't, so I couldn't be great. Um, so that kind of hurt me, uh, especially because I turned down, I actually got offered a job at Power 92 while I was working at the high school and I turned it down to complete the year with my students. Uh, so I went through depression about that, trying to find a new job. Um, this was right before the pandemic. I started working for a call center. Um, so so now, I'm, now I'm focusing on getting out of my mama's house again because you know, the older you get, the less people <laughs> care about your problems. But right. she's like, you got to go. You when, when you're leaving? You found the apartment yet? And so um, I was working there for some time, and then the world shut down. <laughs> and as soon as the world shut down, I, everything, everything went left. Um, I was in a, a, a very bad toxic relationship and during the whole pandemic. So... I was staying in Airbnbs and in hotels, dealing with this toxic ass person. And one day I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. I've been saying I want to go to Atlanta. I'm basically paying rent at an Airbnb. I was staying at Airbnbs for months. You know, it was COVID. Parents, they don't want you going in and out. And me, I'm you. I can't just sit in the house. So yeah, yeah I want to be paranoid about this. Whatever's in the air, I didn't have time for that. And I'm just like, I'm about to leave. <laughs> And so um, we got into one last argument, and after that, I, I booked a flight to Atlanta. I booked a one-way flight to Atlanta. I knew a couple Damn. people out there, and I'm just like, I'm going to go down there and try to find an apartment and just figure it out. Damn, nigga, yeah. wake up. You gone. Yep. <laughs> In a whole nother state. Whole nother state. So what? What? Um, when you make it to Atlanta, like... How are you received in Atlanta, and, and what ground do you stay at, start laying in Atlanta? Man, as soon as I got to Atlanta, it's like a lot of welcome me with open arms. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I instantly, I had got booked to, um, shout out to my hair braider, Bomb Braider Z. I throw that out there. Uh, she hit me up, reached out to me, asked me to be one of her hair models. Uh, from there, I'm like, damn, and this was all within like two weeks of me being there. I hadn't even found the apartment yet. Um, so I did that. I ended up doing a, a pop-up hair show. A model for her and met a, a lot of entrepreneurial women down there, black women down there. Um, start connecting with them. I hosted my own first pop-up shop ever in Atlanta. Um, that was a really good turnout. Shout out to Bomb Burger Z. I collab collaborated with her. Um, I didn't mention it. So part of my Chocolate Baddie program, the mentoring program I started doing was um, giving back uh, back to school supplies every year to a certain certain girls, um, I would handpick them. I would get them a customized bag, uh, some customized pens, notebooks, and just like everything you need from for school as far as supplies, hygiene products, beauty products, like you know things high school girls would want and need uh, going into going into uh, starting a new year in school. Um, so we collaborated and did that. And I was just feeling like, damn, you get so much love in Atlanta. Yeah. I ain't I've been in Chicago all my life and I ain't had this this much help or this much support from 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 my peers. And so that kind of really motivated me to stay down there. Like, all right, it's really that down here. Like people, it's some people down here that genuinely want to see you win and genuinely willing to help you. So um, yeah, that just motivated me to stay down there and go crazy. 
Now, you just told me you did a whole lot in a little ass time, you feel me? <laughs> so how important was, was networking to your growth, to who you are today? Networking is very important. Uh, you never know who you're going to meet. Um, and I knew that. I knew that. Shout out to Frankie Robinson. Um, she gave me some very good advice. I got the chance to interview her for a class when I was in college. And she gave me some some very good advice, like very insightful advice. But she stressed, she stressed um, the importance of networking and connecting. Um, and that's just something they taught us in class anyways. I'm a communications manager, so, I mean, major. Man. So um, we always have to do, like, networking classes, networking activities. You never know who you're going to meet. So I try to, you know, be humble and, and give everybody an equal chance uh, as far as networking and connecting. But it definitely has has grown my um, my audience, I would say, since I've been in Atlanta. All right, now, at what point did you link with Illinois, and how did it, how did they how did they extend their hand to you? I link with Illinois, um, so I knew about Illinois when I first started doing radio. Uh, me and Pretty Riot actually went to school together. I had interviewed her on my show back in college, and uh, we was going to school together. You know, going through some things, and I remember her telling me she had got an interview to write for Illinois. And that was the first time I had ever heard about Illinois. Um, she kind of put me on. And so uh, from there, I was just coming out to the events, you know, tuning in when I can, just trying to show my support. And so um, what happened? I came back from school, and I was doing this other radio show with uh, two other girls. And um, Destiny was like, you should get on Illinois radio. And this was like, I think right before the pandemic, right when it, the show became an actual station. She's like, you know, we a station now. Ooh. And so she kind of put the word in um, and then Biko reached out, you know, uh, we talked. He asked me about, you know, what was my goals, how the show would be structured. Um, so I pretty much gave him my proposal. And here we are. <laughs> and shout out to Bro coming like a businessman. Oh, <laughs> asking the right questions and, and shit. Shout out, shout out to Pretty Riot too, because she definitely uh, put the word in. So now, well, how's your time been with Illinois? It's been good. I, you know, I feel like I knew this was the right decision, um, just because, like I said, I was I was going through trial and error with a whole lot of different companies. I'm like, and I was finding some, you know, I know how to negotiate. So it don't matter you charging, like, this is me. You know, this is what I can bring to the table. I have an audience already that's going to follow me. So we have to figure out how to make this work. But the reason why I, I, I just didn't, it didn't feel right with other people is because I just felt like they have had alternative uh, motives. But, like, it was something about, when me and Biko was talking, I, it just felt, I knew he meant business, but it felt genuine. And I'm like, okay, this might be, this might be the one. Um, and so I just trust my instincts and went with it. And it's been, it's been lit yeah, since I've been a part of it. Now, what would you say, I would say sets Illinois apart from the rest just as a whole? The genuineness. And I could tell that before I was even on a part of the team, just going to the events, uh, watching the type of people they were interviewing, the type of events they were putting on. I'm like, damn, like they really touching the city. And I would tell Destiny all the time, like, y'all like the Chicago Breakfast Club. And she like, 
Like, she'll just brush it off. I'm like, no, like, y'all are literally, like, the Chicago Breakfast Club. Like, nobody's here doing this. Facts. And, um, you know, I'm a creative, and I like original shit. So a lot of the, a lot of the shit I like about Illinois is that it's original, it's genuine. Uh, we stand, like, we, gotta, we share a lot of common morals. And we do us. Yeah, I feel like yeah. everybody on the team... When not everybody, nobody really needs direction to do anything with a radio show. Exactly. Like, bro, Biko don't be like, hey, do this, do this, do this. I don't even hear from bro about our radio show, about Ill Sound Radio. You feel me? If, if he hit me, it's about some other shit. You know what I'm saying? Some tech problems. You feel <laughs> Something me? Something like that. So, I would say Illinois is different from a lot of... Uh, I would say media in Chicago is because, you know, we see the shady shit, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We might hit each other in the group chat about the shady shit, but we don't never get messy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We always keep it professional, and that don't stop us from showing love to the entire city of Chicago. Facts. Like, it's some people that I've seen on your show that I never heard of from a can of paint, you feel me? But because I heard them on your show, I tap in, you know what I'm saying? Same, like, same. Let me I'll see what's to them, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I listen to their music, and it's, it's artists that's not on my radar. That's on your radar, and I feel like that's what's that's what make Illinois so special. Like they just had um, DJ Recent here the other day, yesterday. Exactly. Yeah, you know yesterday. What I'm saying? Yep. So it's like, man, Illinois is a shit. Yeah, and I ain't saying that because it's the realest, the trellis. I'm saying y'all already know what truth. fuck going on, man. We saying it because it's all facts. Ain't no capping our rap. Man, I done been a part of, of other teams, and, and Biko know my story, you feel me? So when Biko did come and reach for me and say, bro, I need you to help me type shit, it was genuine as fuck. Like, Biko hit me like, bro, I want you to blog on the website, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, I'm going to pay you. I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'll do it, you feel me? And it got to the point where I'm like, bro, don't even worry about the bread, you feel me? I'm fucking with you. And then, like you say, when it turned it from a radio show to a radio station, I'm like, bro, I'm with whatever, you feel me? Just because I, I see the bigger picture yeah. as far as what this shit can be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you this. This is my favorite question. I ask everybody <laughs> this question, you know. So if you can go back and give your younger self any advice, what would it be? I would tell my younger self to be patient. Yeah. If I could tell the younger me, well, yeah. And I mean younger, young in a sense, 2017 me, when I first started doing media. Um, if I could tell myself to just be patient. And it's crazy, everybody everybody around me was telling me to be patient. Like my DJs, my mentor, they're like, just be patient. Nobody, nobody just blows up that fast. I'm who? In my mind, I thought I was just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you, do you not see this? I'm going outside, people know who I am. Like nice. this, I, all I gotta do is keep producing content. Y'all talking about be patient, patient. I don't got time to wait, yeah. but, um, because I was moving like that, the, 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 as fast I was moving, as fast that shit was gone. You know, I took a whole year off, and that year was the longest year not being on the radio. Yeah. So. I feel like everything patience. we go through is is signs for what we need in our lives. Yeah. And you wasn't listening to nobody, so you was forced to be patient. That's yep. how I look at that shit. Like, yep. man, I should have. Not even that you should have listened, you know what I'm saying? Because at some point in your life, you got to choose your own path. And you got to, you know, you got to have tunnel vision to what you want and what you need. So I feel like right. everything that you did, you supposed to do. 
You know what I'm saying? When it came time to sit down, you sat down and you adjusted in and you know you reinvented yourself. That's what you're supposed to do in this world. You feel me now? Before we get out of here, tell everyone how they could listen to the chocolate bad chocolate baddie show. Everything that you got going on as a person. For sure. Make sure y'all follow the drip on all social media. The chocolate baddies. Everything spelled normal. Um, subscribe to the YouTube chocolate baddies. Um, y'all can follow my personal page at boss.j, that's J-H-A-Y. Be on the lookout for the New Wave magazine. It's dropping. Um, what else? What else we got going on, man? Illinois, we got another event before this year. Um, it's over with. I don't know if I could say this on camera, but I'm, I'm going to say it because, you know, we're on the same team. <laughs> but your favorite chocolate baddie is going to be curating the Illinois event. So just be on the lookout for that. Turn up, turn up, turn up. For sure. Man, I appreciate you for sliding through. You've been trying to get one for a minute. You I got know. One. Thanks for you having me. me. You know, I have to come chop it up with you. Man, I I learned a lot about you in this, you know what I'm saying, sit down. I never knew you changed the whole fucking university. You feel oh, me? Oh, yeah. Man, we did a lot shit. on that university, man. Shout out to my Saluki fam. But, yeah, because I was the news person. Um, so all the news story, like I actually worked for the news station on campus. <laughs> it was crazy. So as much political shit that was going on in town and on campus, I had to do the news production for it. So yeah, it was a lot. We, we, we changed the light, man. Um, and it's still a lot that still needs to be changed. So Hey man, wherever we go, we set trends. That's what we supposed to do. We right. supposed to stand out from the crowd. Right. So salute to you for for never, I would say, lowering your voice. You know, because a lot of times we get in situations in life where we we dumb ourselves down for the crowd that's around us. Yep. And you 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 raised your voice. And just to hear that you changed the university, that let me know how powerful you are as a woman. You feel me? So, hey, mm. keep doing your <laughs> shit. Keep doing your shit. For sure. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate everything you got going on uh, with the Jay Jay's Conversations, Elsound Radio. Like, I know we say this a lot, but y'all really doing y'all shit. Um, and I feel like we all doing what needs to be done as a team to, like, really make this shit pop. So, Facts, uh, man. You appreciate it, too. The team appreciate it. Shout out to everybody that's going to listen to this. I hope a lot of people take something from your story, you feel me, and yes. implement that into their life. Whether that's giving back to the youth, never lowering your voice, or just chasing your dreams. Because you said you wanted to get to Atlanta. Thanks. That's me in a nutshell. Thank you. There we go. Never yeah. chase. Always stay chasing your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Um, matter of fact, I'm going to end off with this. You go know, ahead. Chocolate Baddie, Four Morals. It's strength. Beauty, um, rebellion, <laughs> and confidence. That's what Chocolate Baddie is being about. Okay, so keep that confidence. Don't let people tell you nothing. No, love everything about yourself. Facts. Holy. Um, strength, you strong. Whatever it is you're going through, God don't put you. God give his biggest battles to the strongest uh, soldiers. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? He's not going to put you through anything you can't get through. So you just got to believe you got the strength. It's in there. It's in there. Pull it out of you. Um, rebellion. That's my favorite one. That's the whole standing up for what you believe in. You know, um, everything about being a chocolate baddie is rebellious. My skin tone is rebellious to society. You know what I'm saying? So don't let that lower your voice. You know what I'm saying? Use that as your upper hand. You know, say what you need to say. And beauty, of course. Everybody is beautiful. I embrace all shades of melanin. Yeah. 
Baby Chocolate Baddie, Mary J. <laughs> hey, with that being said, it's been another episode of Conversations with Jay. Hey. What's good? It's your homie Everyday J and me and Bro Groove Nuke got some ill sounds for you. From the up and coming artist to your favorite artist. Only thing better than this is Granny Sunday Dinner. And she'll even be listening to this. So make sure you tune in to Ill Sounds every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. only on Illinois Radio.